Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth. We present the best practices and principles to help us build a great life. Last week, we talked about the importance of our attitude and our mindset. This week, we listened to 33 episodes. The three best ones talked about the power of visualization and our priorities. Before we get into the bonus for this week, we want to thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. For the bonus this week, want to be a little vulnerable. I think it's important we share the things that um, maybe aren't always as good or as positive so that we can learn the lessons that we need to from those moments. And so mine, I want to share a personal failure and hope, hopefully that's okay and hopefully we can all learn something from it. So for the past three weeks, I've been at some training for the Air Force. It's, it was academic training with tests and things like that for my job. And so I really wanted to be a distinguished graduate from this program. In the Air Force, it helps with promotions and different job opportunities. And so I was working hard for it. The first two tests went really well and things were looking good. And I started thinking, oh, I'm good at taking tests and everything. And then on the last day, on the last test, I missed a question. And because of that, I was not able to be a distinguished graduate. So I know in the big scheme of things, this is not really that big of a failure, but it taught me two important lessons. And I think that was the first one, is that in a week, in a month, this really was not gonna matter. And in a, in a year especially, I would look back and it really wasn't gonna make a difference if I was a distinguished graduate or not. And the second lesson that it taught me was that I should have got more sleep. So I really wanted this, so I started studying. I was studying late at night. I woke up early to study more. And I think I would have been better off if I would have just taken that time and done it done what I needed, just focused on what I needed to perform to my peak possible outcome. And so a lot of times I think we undermine our own success by not getting enough sleep, by not eating great. I know that's something I struggle with, uh, by not always working out. If we do those small foundational things every day, then we will perform better in every aspect of our life. It'll create that virtuous cycle for us. So that was another lesson. And, and the last lesson is that it taught me to focus on what I can control today. So in the moment, I was really upset. I was frustrated. I started to question if I'm good at taking tests. And what was interesting, though, was on that Friday, I remembered that literally the day before, I'd recorded last week's Failure Friday. And, and I talked about how Albert Einstein failed his college entrance exam. And his example brought me so much peace and comfort because it taught me that we cannot be defined by one test, one school, or one job. And we definitely can't let ourselves be defined by other people. So Einstein, in that moment when he failed his college entrance exam, he could have given up. He could have said, well, I guess I'm not smart. I'm not meant to go to college. But instead, he kept working. And for two more years, he studied and prepared 
And because of that hard work and that grit, he was able to pass. He was able to go to college and the rest is history. And that was such a powerful example because it made me think about how there are people who have been distinguished graduates of the best schools and they've been successful. But there are also people who have gone to the best schools, had the best jobs and still failed personally and professionally. And so I'm not trying to not trying to be negative or judgmental of those people. It's just important to remember that the goal that we're going after, whatever it may be, even if we accomplish it, that's not gonna be the end all. It's not gonna bring us the happiness and the peace that we're looking for. And I think a lot of times we place too much importance on the past, what school we went to, what jobs we've held, and these things matter, but not as much as what we do today. We can only control today, and by focusing on this, we can build a great life. The first podcast from this week is The Happiness Lab with Laurie Santos. It was titled, Don't Accentuate the Positive. And to be honest, I was really skeptical of this at first because I'm big on optimism and positive thinking and having a positive attitude. But she brings up a great point that positive thinking alone isn't enough. We need to also think about the negative, what could go wrong so that we are prepared. She gave a great example of the power of visualization. She talked about this with Michael Phelps's coach. Michael Phelps was the incredible swimmer that's won more Olympic medals than anyone ever. And she talked about how his coach would help him practice in the pool, but also in his mind through visualization. And so I think sometimes visualization can seem, um, it can seem a little up in the clouds and like it's not actually doing the work, but I think it's, he's a great example that he did both. And so it's not enough just to sit in our chairs and visualize things going well or poorly. We have to get up and we have to go do the work as well. But I love the example that Michael Phelps, when he was swimming in the Olympics, he, before then he would visualize very specific things, the good that could happen, but just as importantly, he visualized the bad, what he would do if something went wrong. And because of that, he was able to win a gold medal. In one of the events, he jumped off the diving blocks and he started swimming and his goggles filled with water. So he couldn't see anything. But because he had mentally practiced that, he knew what it would feel like and he knew what he had to do. He knew the exact number of strokes that he had to take and because of that, he wasn't overwhelmed or frustrated. He was mad, they talked about, because he wanted to set a world record. But in that moment, he was able to overcome that challenge because he thought about it ahead of time and he knew how he would react. And it's interesting how this can apply to so much in our life. I think we can do it before a workout, but we can also do it in other ways. They, Dr. Larry Santos said they did a study and they found that people who visualize themselves eating chocolate ate less after. And I thought that was really interesting. They talked about how our brain isn't great at determining whether we're actually doing something or whether we're visualizing something. And she said 
If we only think positively, our minds think we've already accomplished what we're going after, and so it, re it relaxes instead of focusing and working hard. Negative thinking, on the other hand, is so helpful because it prepares us for when things do go wrong. And she gave a great example of this talking about the Navy SEALs, who are the best combat fighting force in the world. And they're so effective because, as she said, they train hard so they can fight easy. And one of the ways they train hard is through their mind. Before they have a mission, they'll map out and they'll talk through and they'll visualize it, but they'll also do it in they call it a sandbox. They'll visualize everything that could go wrong and then they'll talk through it and they'll prepare for it. And they talked about how that's so critical because every mission didn't go according to plan. Things will always will come at us and we won't be necessarily ready for it. But if we thought through things ahead of time, if we visualized them and thought about what we'll do, then we can still be successful. And I thought it, she brought up an interesting distinction that positive thinking is often thinking in the future. It's thinking about when we reach a goal, and I think that can be really good for motivation. But we also need to be in the present moment and think about the challenges that we are facing right now. Because as Laurie said, when you think negatively, you think about the challenges and you can create an if-then plan to overcome them. So you can say, if this challenge happens, whatever that may be, then I will do this. And then you can have a specific plan to overcome it. And she said it's key that we visualize it as specifically as we can and then feel what it would be like to actually do it. It's a simple tactic, as she says, but research has found that it helps people to lose weight, eat healthier, study more, and procrastinate less. They've also done studies with people who are depressed, and they found that creating this if-then plan helps them to exercise more, and it helps them to be more social. And it can even help patients recover faster in the hospital. And so in conclusion, visualization is so powerful, but again, we have to actually do it for it to work. But we don't wanna just visualize the positive great moments. We also wanna think through the negative challenges that we all will face as we go about trying to build a great life. The second podcast from this week comes from Skimmed from the Couch. This week they interviewed Amy Nelson. She is the CEO and founder of the company The Riveter. It's similar to WeWork, where they rent working space, it's co-working spaces where people can come together and get work done. And I, I loved Amy's example of priorities and how important they are and how that much they can help us in our life. I think she's a great example of someone who has been able to find balance between her home and her work life which has led to her being successful both personally and professionally. Amy said when she's home, the first thing she does in the morning is to get on the treadmill for 30 minutes. And again, this is just such a powerful example of how to put first things first, how she does the most important thing to start her day. And she said because of this, everything else goes better. She's able to focus more, she has better energy, and 
What's important though is she said that to do this, she has to wake up early to get on the treadmill. So she'll, she'll get up at 5 a.m. to do this. And it shows that we have to sacrifice for what matters most. In the beginning, it won't be easy, and I'm sure, I'm sure she was tired when she first started, but now she said she can't miss those mornings because she knows how much it will help her. But she said she's also not perfect and she needs help to do this. And so to have the motivation, Amy says she has the Peloton treadmill, which enables her to have a supportive community. So she has people that she has to be accountable to that help her get up early and do what matters most. Another example of how to make her priorities most important and how to actually live those priorities was when Amy talked about how she schedules time to be with her children every day. And then Amy talked to close out, she talked about how it was to start a business and she said to start a business you need hustle and grit. She said you just have to learn what you don't know but you also need to have enough money to keep food on the table. And I really like how she was so practical and honest and open because that balance between hard work but also having enough at home, that's what is key to having sustained success. So it's easy to have a sprint and to give everything that we have, but then it's also easy to become burned out. And so it's so important that we recognize that we have to take breaks and we have to have enough, whether it's physically, things at home, we need to have that time and that balance so that we don't burn ourselves out. And the last quote from Amy, she said, we need to identify three things when starting a company. I also think this applies to everyone when we're trying to build a great life. She, see, she said we need to know and identify what we know, what we can learn, and what we need to rely on others for. Then we need to surround ourselves with those people. The last podcast from this week is another great one from The Tim Ferriss Show. This week, Tim interviewed Edward Norton. He's an actor, but he's also a writer, and he's done a lot with his charity work as well. And he talked about the movie that Edward Norton has coming out, which is called Motherless Brooklyn. And the process in hearing about this was really powerful. To He talked a lot about the creative process and how sometimes it can take so much time and effort, but how that time and that effort is always worth it in the end. So the process started when Edward Norton read this book, Motherless Brooklyn, and he loved it. And so he knew he wanted to help make it into a film. And so he wrote the screenplay and then he couldn't find anyone to be the director. So he decided to direct it, but then he had to raise all the money for it. And he acted in the movie as well. And when he was talking about this process, he gave a great metaphor talking about how life is like flying, how when we start something, that takeoff is, the takeoff and landing, he said, are extremely difficult and stressful. But once you get through that, you have the peace of flying. And that's such a good point that if we want to start something, we need to recognize that it will get easier. Once we can take off and once we can 
get those initial skills down or once we break through, then it won't always be as hard. It won't take as much energy, as much effort, and it will be more rewarding. We will be happier and we'll have a better time as we do it. But it doesn't always come easy. That it, it will get easier, but that will still take a lot of time and effort. Edward Norton talked about how it took him 10 years to make the movie. But it was interesting. He said the hard part was good because the time and effort made the end result so much better. And he said it, he wanted people to know that sometimes when we're making something great, we go through periods where it's really tough and really hard. He said at times he felt like he was not doing the right thing. He said, but if we push through, then we can have the beautiful end result. And the last point from this podcast, I thought he made a great point that he was able to make it happen and he was able to push through, not because of his own strength and determination, but because of the people in his life, they called them, he called them his tribe, that supported him and pushed him every step of the way. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about the power of visualization and priorities help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. And thank you for listening. We know your time is super valuable and it means a lot that you're here. Hope you have a great week and we'll see you on Friday.